At 62, Chief Andy Saxon still had been sturdy as an oak and twice as tough. For 30 years, he had run the Iroquois Police Department with an iron hand, fair and impartial, but as demanding of perfection as a Marine drill sergeant. Eventually, Saxon managed to ask, How's Vic? Just a bullet singe on the right biceps. They patched him up with a Band-Aid. We're starting back now. I'll give you the details when we get there. Saxon hung up and sat staring into space. He had been closer to his father than most Iroquoisans were aware from their reserved relationship in public. Though Andy Saxon's public image was that of a remote, unapproachable man, his son knew the hidden side of his character that made him capable of both warmth and compassion. Vaguely, Ted could recall a house always filled with laughter before his mother died when he was ten. And though the laughter stopped the night his father stonily returned to the house, half an hour before the visiting period at the hospital ended, the house remained, if not as gay, at least one of warmth and security. A single parent striving to fill the roles of both father and mother often develops a closer relationship with a child than two parents possibly could, and this had been the case between Andy and his boy Ted. Sam Lennox and Vic Burns got back from Rigby at 9.30. They came in stamping the snow from their galoshes and brushing flakes from their overcoats, both making a to-do of it in an obvious effort to outweigh each other in approaching the desk. Finally, Lennox conceded defeat and moved his thin, lanky frame forward. His eyes briefly touched Saxon's before shifting to gaze past his left shoulder. Sorry, Ted, he murmured. Twenty, twenty-five years ago, it would never have happened, but I guess I'm getting old. Despite his grief, Saxon felt a twinge of sympathy for the veteran patrolman. After twenty-eight years on the force, Sam Lennox was not, by a country mile, quite the police officer he had once been. The gradually increasing redness of the veins in his cheeks and nose suggested the reason. Long ago, a younger man with Sam Lennox's drinking habits would have been bounced from the force by Andy Saxon. But disciplinarian that he was, even the hard-bitten chief couldn't bring himself to rob a veteran of so many years of his pension. For the past two years, Lennox had been relegated to the relative sinecure of the chief's driver. Saxon said, I'm sure it wasn't your fault, Sam. The old man was still as fast as a whip, so if he was caught flat-footed, it must have happened too suddenly for anyone to save him. It did, Vic Burns said, coming over to the desk. The chief and I just stepped from the car when the guy started banging away. The chief was down and I had a numb arm before I could reach for my gun. Lieutenant Vic Burns was a stocky, open-faced man of about Saxon's age, 30. A former member of the Buffalo Police Department, he and Ted had met at the FBI school in Washington three years before, where they had taken an instant liking to each other. It was Ted Saxon who had talked to him into transferring to the Iroquois force. Just how did it happen? Saxon asked. It must have been a setup, Burns said. The guy must have been some old con with a grudge against the chief. It was in the paper that your father planned to attend the county law enforcement officers' meeting, so anyone could have known he'd be on Route 60 about that time.
Sam says he followed us clear from the outskirts of Iroquois. Saxon glanced at Lennox, who said, I could see his lights in the rearview mirror. I didn't think anything of it until afterward, because the way the roads and the weather were, nobody was passing anybody else. That's why we stopped him, Burns said. All of a sudden, he cut around us, nearly putting us in the ditch and gunned off at about sixty. With road conditions what they were and visibility cut by falling snow, that was about thirty too fast for safety. The chief told Sam to give him the siren. I guess that's what the guy wanted because he pulled right over. When Sam parked behind him and the chief and I got out, the shooting started. Then he took off again. Sam Lennox said, I tumbled out and emptied my gun at his taillights. I think I hit him a couple of times, but it didn't slow him down. Neither of you got any glimpse of the man's face? My headlights.